Hey, New Life Gillette Church, we are thrilled you decided to listen to our teaching on your favorite podcast app. If you made a decision to follow Christ today, would you let us know by visiting yes.newlifegillette.com? Here is this week's teaching. It's good to be here this morning. Welcome to the guys at the prison over at the jail. Welcome to everyone online, and then welcome to all you good-looking people that showed up today. Hey, even you. So, want to be upfront with you. Today's going to look a little different than the polished and unbelievably awesome pastors that you're used to. Um, God made me a little different. Um, I'm an idiot. Just who He made me, He crossed a bunch of wires. But I don't think you guys are that much different. In fact, you're probably sitting next to somebody who thinks you have a few wires crossed. In fact, look to the person next to you and say, welcome to the club. You have a few wires crossed also. Now, Holmes, you said that a little too much enthusiasm in that one. I should have warned you a little bit. Later today, in a week, month from now, you might be having lunch with your lovely wife and things might get a little cold until um, she explains uh so you think I have a few wires crossed, do you? I should have warned you. Hey, I bought some new clothes for this. These are fancy clothes, right? These are not my normal Walmart clothes. Everything else that I have is Walmart clothes. I was in Arizona and I said, you know, I think I'm gonna buy some, some fancy clothes for this. And my only stipulation is, is I'm gonna wear tennis shoes. I don't care, I'm over the fashion. I'm a fashion style bug anyways, but I mean, I'm over it. So I told my wife this and my mom says, why don't you go to Dillard's? Dillard's always has great sales. Well, I can tell you if you're used to shopping at Walmart, no matter what kind of sale Dillard's is having, it doesn't match Walmart prices. It was sticker shock. I'm telling you, I can't believe what you guys are paying on clothing. But I am glad that corduroy is back in. Yeah, yeah. It's on the, it's on the rack, and, and I've been wearing a green Lucky You corduroy jacket for as long as I've had 20-some years. And my daughter has made fun of my jacket. Are you wearing that rug again? That thing's ugly. I can't believe you would wear that thing. Why are you wearing that thing? Well, I Googled it. Corduroy is back in. Now, I explain this to her, and I tell her this, and then she buys the corduroy jacket and tells me, yeah, but I can pull it off. <laughs> I don't know if you have teenagers, but they have a way, don't they? But I'm telling you, it's back in, I don't care. She says, well, you know, uh, Dillard's is an old grandma store. Well, old grandma store or not, it's an expensive store, and I'm wearing corduroy pants and tennis shoes today. Yeah. So, anyone else have a problem with being able to focus? I mean, accused of scrolling a lot? Like me asking you that question and then looking at the lights and wondering what the wattage is? I mean, I can squirrel with the best of them. Always been like this. I can be in the middle of a story, a good story. I mean, have a, a friend on the ropes with anticipation, sneeze and forget what I was talking about. Always been like this. When I was younger, I used to just be able to look at them and tell them I don't even know what we're talking about. And they could usually get me back on track. Now that 
I'm aging and my friends are aging, their minds are finally catching up to my mind. Now when I sneeze, neither one of us remember what we were talking about. Another fun thing about getting older is sometimes now when I sneeze, I didn't even know I needed to fart. <laughs> yeah, sometimes now I need to add a oops-a-daisies to, to my uh, please bless me. Sometimes I have to ask for forgiveness. I'm not looking forward to the day that I have to ask for forgiveness and then ask to be excused, but I know it's coming. Squirreling like I do, I have practiced this many times, but I'm an idiot. I'm telling you, I'm okay with that. It's the way God created me. I'm okay with that, but when I get up here, my mind goes blank. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever spoken in front of people, but I used to do this full time. I mean, I did a comedy show at the landing in 2006. I did it for a couple of years. It's been a long time, but my mind just goes blank. But so if, but I'm being obedient. I feel God has called me to communicate. And so at the end of this two hours, if you think it was a waste of your time, be mad at him. I'm just kidding. It's not going to be two hours. I once had a, a friend of mine tell me that there's no such thing as a bad short sermon but we've all sat through a long one. This is a church I grew up in. Back in there, this entryway was a sanctuary. Above the coffee shop was Pastor Jerry Roth's office. Um, and things like that, it's like, when noises like that, it's like my brain sneezes and I forget what I was talking about. <laughs> Pastor Jerry Roth's office, 40 years ago, I was in the basement, I broke my collarbone. Bottom of the stairs, it used to be wide open. There was, a, there was a kitchen over to the left. I was running around, and a guy was leaned up against one of the, the poles and support poles, and as I come by, he jumped out to scare me. I jumped away, ended up under the table, broke my collarbone. Back then, you got in trouble and yelled at for running in church. Back then, a little boy could have been in the absolute worst pain he has ever experienced in his entire life, and he might hear, well, that's why we don't run in church. <laughs> now we have a two-story slide and we encourage it. Well, don't come running to me when you end up breaking something. I'm just kidding. Aren't you glad that we're beyond that? I'm still getting in trouble. Chad, stay off the slide. It's for the children. <laughs> Speaking of being a kid, how many of you remember spankings growing up? I got more spankings than the other three siblings combined. My mom always says, I don't know what he did to deserve so many. I don't know either. My, my mom was louder than my dad. In fact, my mom, even if her voice was raised with a wooden spoon in her hand, she had nothing on my dad, though. My dad was known as the fastest belt in the West. He could whip that belt off in seconds, sometimes before the naughty even happened. One thing I prayed for as a kid was, Lord, please allow the friction of that belt going through those belt loops to start him on fire. <laughs> I figure if I, I did something wrong, he'd whip that belt off, I could stop, drop, and roll him. I could slam him to the ground. I could stomp that fire out. When it was out, I could grab his crispy little head in my hands, gaze into his eyes and say, Dad, I know you don't understand this right now, but that hurt me more than it hurt you. You guys laugh it up. 
I'm 48 years old. The other day I was at my parents' house. I was walking through. Out of the corner of my eye, I, I get a glimpse of my dad's belt on the counter. I flinched. I can't even imagine if he whipped that belt off. I heard that. How many muscles I would pull just in reaction and get away. No, my parents are amazing. They, they flew out here from sunny Arizona just to be in this cold place just to support their baby boy. That's right. So when I was about 11 years old, my parents bought me a hoodie with our last name on it, Sheehan. I was so proud. It was for my birthday, and they, they gave it to me, and they, they talked about how that will always go with me. My last name will always be mine, and, and that I should wear it proud. And, and, and then they started talking about how I should represent it well. Did I tell you about the spankings? I'm telling you. I was in my prime for doing dumb stuff. I should have wore that thing inside out for seven or eight years. But the one thing my parents never asked for is their last name back. Yeah, no matter what, how many times I did stupid stuff. Now, there was three or four or five articles in the news record my senior year that they, my parents probably would have been okay with them taking my last name back. But my parents never asked for my last name back. It's kind of like our Christianity. You know, sons and daughters of God. No matter what kind of idiots we are, He never asks for that back. We serve an awesome God. There will always be a pull on our lives between chasing the instant gratification of the things on earth and chasing the eternal things. But this is above all of that stuff. A relationship with, with God is above all of that. This is what Paul says in, about how we can chase the good stuff in Romans 12, 1 and 2. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking about it. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what He wants from you, and quickly responding to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. This is what I thought living my ordinary everyday life for Him looked like um, 20 plus years ago um, when I was just trying to become a better person. Have any of you there just trying to be a better person? You know, I, I, was, uh, I was doing the right things. I mean, I, I'd gone to drug and alcohol treatment. I'd been, I quit that. I, I quit smoking cigarettes. I was a Christian. I was going to church. I was praying. I was loving God. I was loving others. So I thought. I was in my barbershop in Casper. I used to be a barber. And it's an old-fashioned walk-in men's haircut barbershop. Average weight was about an hour, so there was always lots of guys in there. And on this day, a few of the guys were talking about what church they go to. And as any eager 20-something-year-old kid that wants to be heard, I waited for a pause. I jumped in. I said, well, that's weird. You guys didn't ask me about what church I go to. One of the guys says, well, I'm surprised with the way you talk. You go to church. 
I'll tell you, that was a defining moment in my life. It was like he punched me in the gut. I didn't know what I said or did to to have this guy believe that. I know I, I didn't use the F word in the shop. I know I didn't tell the really bad jokes. But I knew at that moment that I was just a baby Christian and it was time to grow up and pursue God. Pursue maturity. You see, that was, that was just a, a, a time that I, I, I didn't know what to do. I, I was just floating through life and obviously that wasn't working. So I had to pray to God. I said, God, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong here. I'm checking all these boxes. I'm going to church. I'm doing this. But, but Lord, I want more than that. I want a relationship with you that I can become the man that you've created in me to be instead of just being a better person. Have you ever been to a, the same fork in the road over and over in your life and you're tired of coming to this fork in the road and you know which direction God would have you go and you know the direction you would like to go but you keep choosing different i have a friend that i work with and he's he's in his 40s and and uh he's been sober for four years huh? now he he's been in and out of jail he's been in and out of prison he he has uh been in and out of many treatment facilities and now he's had four years. I said, what's the difference? What, what, why, what made the difference? And he says, you know, I always wanted to hold on to a little bit of the old me. He says, I, I, I thought if I could just get away with, with, with keeping a little piece here and a little piece there, I, I could do that. And, and he says, it never worked. It never worked. And, and uh, I'm... I'm not trying to compare Christianity and being saved with the good stuff, but I'm telling you that I think we've all been to that fork in the road and we've chosen things of this world over pursuing God. And, and we wonder why we aren't experiencing the good stuff. You know, I, I believe that that's the reason a lot of uh, people that are saved or think they're saved get burned out and leave their faith. Right? It's because I've checked all these boxes. Man, I'm going to church. I'm doing this. And I'm not experiencing the good stuff. Well, I think it takes giving him our whole life to really experience the best things that God has for us. You know, as we, as we mature in our faith and as we pursue him, you'll, you'll find out once you give him everything that it all becomes all about him. It doesn't become about us. Some of those stresses and some of those heartaches are easier. Imagine no longer worrying about stressing on or acting in a way to impress others, but keeping focused on representing God in a way that others might see him in our lives. He promises if we pursue him every day, it will get better and it will get easier, even if easier and better look completely different than what we think it does. I'm not talking about an easy life. I'm not talking about bad things not happening because guess what? We live in a fallen world and crummy things happen. And they're going to continue to happen. I'm talking about as you uh, mature and as you pursue God, the attitude towards these things and your perspective changes and it becomes better and easier. The, the more we pursue Him, the quieter, the quieter our voices in our head. I'm, I'm sure I'm the only one here that talks to Himself all the time. But the quieter that voice gets and the louder the Holy Spirit gets in your life. 
When we do this, we start becoming who God created us to be. Now, it takes some discipline and it takes a practice, but it's a journey. Who all knows Jim and June Land? This is a, yeah, this is a shock to them, just like I didn't get permission for this. But anybody that knows Jim and June Land knows that they're amazing. How many of you have a bowl or a vessel that Jim has made? Anybody? Yeah. See, Jim, Jim uh, makes these awesome bowls and stuff carved out of wood right on a lathe. They're awesome, but did you know they didn't start out that way? Yeah, but by practicing and practicing, Jim became an expert. Now, Jim tried many things and he failed many times, but a, but a guy like Jim realizes it's a journey, not a destination. How, how many times in your life, I've wasted so much of my life pursuing destinations. If I just get this car, I'll be happy. If I just get this income, if I just get this, I'll get this, I'll be happy. But Jim realizes it's a destination, or it's a journey, not a destination. And he realizes failure isn't final. You know, Jim ended up wanting to, to, uh, to learn the craft of, of designing these pieces of art. So he, he bought a lathe. He went to school in another state for like a week or two. And then he practiced and practiced. You know what he didn't do? Jim didn't sit there and Google it and YouTube it and talk to his friends to death about how it would be cool to become a bowl maker. You know, he calls them, just to back up, he, do, he does call them vessels. And I asked him the other day, I'm like, why, you used to call them bowls. Now they're vessels. What is, it? well, it's a definition. It's the opening at the top is smaller than the body. Huh, I thought just because Jim started selling all of his bowls, vessels in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, he got a little yuppie. <laughs> but it wasn't. It's the definition. So I need to apologize up front, Jim, that, that uh, that's the reason that they're called that. But, how, but Jim ended up, he, he, he makes these awesome creations. He didn't, he didn't just think about it, right? He didn't, he didn't sit there and pray, Lord, please give me the ability to make a cool bowl. Lord, please, I want to, I want to, I want to, please let me make cool bowls. No, Jim acted on it. You know, the cool thing about it is Jim was 69 years old when he started to do this. 69, and now he's been on this journey for 12 years. And guess what? I'll bet you if you ask Jim, they're better and it's easier. It's like our walk, it's a journey. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you, because I can tell you that's the only way that we can pursue Him. It's all about Him. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. My dad has always worn a headlamp while working as long as I can remember. Childhood memories, dad has a headlamp. Now, some of you know my dad was an attorney. Some of you know my dad, my parents had a title company. Um, some of you even know my dad was a judge. But that's not the kind of working that he wore a headlamp, because that'd be just weird, right? Hey, Your Honor, can you turn the headlamp off? I can't see you. 
No, my parents built lots of houses and, and they love to create, right? So, so he loves to wire, plumb. He likes to operate equipment. And as I get a little older, um, I learned to do that. So I'd be wiring and my dad would come over with his headlamp and try to help me out. And he would shine it in there. Can you see? Can you see? Do you need this headlamp? Do you see this headlamp? Do you need me to get another headlamp? And I quit bugging me. I can see just fine. Get away. As I near 50, I realized now why my dad needed a headlamp. Because he couldn't see. I was standing in the mirror the other day. And the light hit my face just right. Three hairs an inch long growing out of my ear. I, I plucked them, and I, I got to thinking, well, I know those things didn't grow last night, but I didn't see them. And then I started thinking, oh, no, I need to ask for forgiveness. In fact, I need to apologize to some of you guys because I've been judging you old people all these years, thinking that you no longer cared about your appearance, but it wasn't that. It was that you can't see I thought I had this whooped, right? I have a I have a 17-year-old daughter that doesn't need a headlamp. In fact, I bring her things often now to read the fine print for me. And I told her, you've got to start watching out for your mom and I. As we age, you've got to be telling us when this old people stuff started happening. If we smell funny, if things are growing out of places they shouldn't, you gotta tell us. And so I said, Sage, you know, can you do, do me a favor and just give me a once-over in case I, I missed more than just those two, three hairs? <laughs> that was a big mistake. <laughs> I'm telling you what, that girl is brutal. I'm in counseling now two times a week just from the noises and faces that she made. You know, but Paul realizes that that as you, as you have this relationship with God, how, how beneficial it is for you to ask him to do a, a once over on our lives daily, right? I've been, I've been reading the Bible and, and, and praying and in my quiet time, it's amazing as you mature and you grow in that, how many times you get these faces and these noises. And, and you realize that if I just pluck this out of my life, my life will be better. Life will be easier. Now, I don't like it at the time. I can promise you that. But it will be better and it will be easier. And again, as we, as we pursue this, there's nothing more. As I start experiencing some of the good stuff, um, how much more I want others to know what they can have through the relationship with Jesus Christ. Verse 2 says, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your eye attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Let me tell you about a time I finally got it right. I've been, I've been fighting anger in my life. I don't know if I'm the only one, but I, I, I get angry. And then I, I hate that sin in my life. I, 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 I thought I would never get it right at times in my life. 
but I've been praying, Lord, just please help me with this. I was, I was moving a ladder in our Casper office and, and, and I forgot a hammer on top of it. And as I moved it, it fell down and hit me in the back the other day. Instead of the old Chad grabbing that stupid hammer and teaching it a lesson and breaking crap up and cussing and swearing and sinning and then having to be sorry about that later and asking God to forgive me, I was able to just thank him for it not hitting me in the head. It was amazing. I'm telling you what, if you've been working on things in your life and in, the, in God, answers your prayer and you finally get it right to where you don't blow up and you don't do those things you're thankful and and i got to thinking i wonder how mature my faith is i wonder if it would have hit me in the head well i could have been thankful for it not splitting my head open and if it would have split my head open i could have been thankful that it didn't kill me and if it would have killed me i could have been thankful that i made it hello lord God doesn't want us to miss out on the good stuff. Are you wondering if your life looks different? Does it really look different? Are you just checking boxes in life? Or does it look different? How is it, what about your Facebook posts? You know, is it God, 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 something filthy? Where's your checkbook, your life? You know, we wonder why these other Christians that are sold out are experiencing life different, even though they're, they're in a, maybe in the wash machine, right, of life. But is it different? We talk about this at work all the time. You know, we own WCC Restoration. Um, we do water, fire, and mold. Some of you have had the unfortunate need for our services here. But we talk about that. We want to be the best company. Well, guess what? Everybody wants to be the best company. It's kind of like a Christian saying, I want to be a better person. Guess what? It's not going to make us look different. We, we talk about we want to be the most educated. Man, we send our guys to school. They get certified. They're amazing, right? They know their job. They know the science of drying. They know the science of what it takes to get odor after a fire. But it doesn't make us different. Every restoration company feels that way. It's kind of like a, our Christian walks, learning and memorizing a few bits of Scripture doesn't make us different. It's that relationship. You know, one thing that we, we changed in, in our business is we, start, we do a, a men's Bible study every Friday morning at 6 a.m. And, and then we all go to breakfast, whether it's here or our Casper's location. We all go to breakfast together. We, we end every meeting with a prayer for each other and then the people that we're going to serve. And not everybody that works with us are Christians. Not everybody goes. But we're going to be different. You know, there's some big companies out there that they've got that. We want to be the best company. We, we want to be educated. They have taglines like, it never even happened. Doesn't make them different. We praying for them. We showing up like it happened to a person. And we don't get it right. I don't get it right in my Christian walk, but we, we want to be different. We show up to these homes with these people. We've, I, it's been cold lately, if anybody's noticed. And we have experienced an extreme amount of water breakage. But I'm telling you, it's not a big deal for us. We can walk in five inches of water in your basement. It's not a big deal to us. We see it every day. But if we show up just focusing on being the best and knowing our job, and yet we don't com communicate with you, we don't. We we had a lady that we were serving, and and there was a water damage in the bedroom of 
where her son committed suicide. If we show up and we just, we just act like that, guess what? We're not going to be different. I might as well be doing something, something else with my life because it's, it's not being different. We say if, if we do that and we get the house dry and, or we do um, get their odor out after a fire and we don't communicate, we don't love them, why would they ever want to know our God? Is our lives different? People should want to know your God. What's different about that? I, you're going through the same struggles as I am. Why is it that it doesn't steal your joy? That's the awesome thing about our Creator is He will give you that stuff even besides all that. And not that we don't mourn and, and sorrowful, but man, it's glorious. It's amazing. And it comes through maturity. Do you want to know what God promises about this? He promises. He's given us a very, very simple, for a simple man, uh, scripture that talks about what this world will always look like and then what the benefits, what the good stuff of pursuing Him looks like. Galatians 5, 19 through 25 says, when, when you follow the desires of the sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild party, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. And then it's the good stuff. He, he promises this, that pursue Him, that have a relationship with Him. That don't just check the boxes because it's exhausting. We have that relationship. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, and self-control. There's no other law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to His cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. You know, I'm, I'm incre incredibly humbled to be up here today, but I just hope that, that God speaks to your heart because it's not me, it's about Him. I hope you, you want to chase that and I hope you want those good things because they're amazing in your life. I want to leave you, leave you with one last thing. Imagine no longer living your life to try to impress anyone, to try to chase the things of this world, but but to, to, to chase God, to, to actually live a life that represents Him in a way that others want to know Him. Imagine during this relationship that you, your, your, your mind changes and you, and you no longer uh, have the attitude towards and, and things change towards all these crummy things that happen in our lives. Well, it's promised to us that if we pursue Him, that will happen. And then we start realizing how little all of this stuff here on earth really matters compared to eternity. Let's pray. Lord, thank You for loving us. Thank You for wanting to have a relationship with us. Lord, just thank You that, that You've given us church and these things, Lord, that we can check off, check off. But knowing that without that relationship with You, Lord, it's all meaningless. meaningless. 
Lord, I just I just thank you for the people that are here, and I just ask, Lord, that, that you move in 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 this. That you move with the people's hearts, Lord. That you you move in my heart. You move with anybody that might we might come across, Lord. That they might see you in us, Lord. That they might be able to experience the good stuff that you have given each one of us. In Jesus' name, Amen.